Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. Guess what? The Moms Organization Motivation is now on YouTube. So if you've ever been curious what I look like when I do all my hand talking when I'm recording my podcast episodes, or if maybe you're just really here for the before and after transformation pics and videos when I am working on my own home or working with my clients, now's your chance to see it. Of course, there are also going to be plenty of three E's reminders, and I'm sure the occasional outtakes. So head over to everythingwithstyle.com and you can find a YouTube icon there to click on, on any of the pages at the bottom. You can go to YouTube and you can actually search up the mom's organization motivation with Paige Killian. You can go to the show notes in all of these episodes and click the link there, or you can find me at everything with style mom on Instagram and check out my profile. There's going to be a link that'll take you directly to it there as well. Lots of different ways to get there, but the point is you got to check it out. I hope you'll subscribe and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Enjoy today's episode, and I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, thanks so much for joining me again today. I want to talk about using organization as therapy. 
the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because I actually have an awesome guest coming out next week who's going to be talking to us about the mental health situation that is going on right now with a lot of us. I think on the heels of COVID, when we were all sort of living on top of each other, we were all in limbo about our jobs, about whether our kids were going to be going back to school or having a hybrid of sometimes they're in school and sometimes it's Zoom calls all the time. All of that compounded and it was a lot. There were plenty of other factors too. People we knew and loved were getting sick. People were being hospitalized. People were dying. All of these things were happening around us that started to weigh in on us. And he has some very interesting takes on mental health and how we can start hard conversations when it comes to those things. So I wanted to do an episode prior to that, where I talk about how I've actually used organization for me as therapy in my life. So there's definitely no substitute for actually having a person who is a professional, who's going to be able to give you tools to actually work through some things that are stressing you out. So I I definitely want to make sure that, you know, I am in that field, not a professional. And I do believe that you should absolutely seek help from doctors and therapists. On the flip side, I'm going to say that organization for me has been something that has helped me in many ways of my life in different stages and phases that I've gone through in my life as a young person, as a person who is going off to college and who was working and going to school at the same time, uh, a person who was then out of college and in the workforce not for the first time in my life, because I have been on payroll since I was 14 years old doing some work, Uh, but I just felt like by the time I got to be an adult, married, with children, working, starting my own business, it was super important to have organization be present in my life. But the truth is I started doing these things when I was very young to help me with this anxiety, crippling anxiety and pressure that I would put on myself for a lot of different reasons. Now I talk about in one of my earlier episodes, how I am definitely a recovering perfectionist. Uh, I did not coin that phrase. Plenty of people say it. And the idea is that for a while, you know, really was important, especially as social media became more a thing and in your face and competitive, to be quite honest, that we look like we had it all together. And now it feels a little more popular or acceptable to admit when you're falling apart, when you're a hot mess, when you are not perfect. And I'm so grateful for that because I am the opposite of perfect. And it's funny. I remember that lots of my teacher friends or the parents of kids that I taught when I was a teacher would say things like, oh, you've got yourself together. You're so organized. You've got it all figured out. And I just was like, okay, wow. Well, then I am clearly, I, you know, when my parents paid for all those theater classes, when I was in college, they got their money's worth because it's an act. I knew that there were plenty of things I was struggling with on the home front, mentally, personally, physically, there were plenty of things in my life that I did not have figured out. And I still don't. And I never will. We know that, right? I'm not telling you something right now that is earth shattering. Okay. These are things that we know. Nobody's got it all figured out. Plenty of people like to project that image while I like to show up in a way that looks 
put together and uh, responsible and organized for the most part, because I do think that that's something that I have going on to a certain extent in my life, in my business, in my world as a parent, there's plenty of space, in my opinion, for me to write ridiculous things on Instagram, for me to post hilarious Facebook lives of me saying, you're not going to believe what happened the other day or what my kid did, or you're not going to believe how I was so ready to get out the door and get to work. And I dropped my bagel with cream cheese upside down on the garage floor. And I picked it up and looked at it, blew it off and ate it anyway. So there's plenty of room for us to now share things that we struggle with and how we're not perfect. Even if in the past, maybe you sort of accepted yourself as a perfectionist or, you know, even still a work in progress, but really somebody who tried to have things looking good. I just feel like now is not the time for that. It feels very difficult to relate to. If you are unrelatable, I don't think a lot of people are going to want to hang out with you. So if you decide that you're going to project this image of perfection or close to perfection, I don't think that that's going to be something that people respect about you. I think there's an element of it where they could look at that photo or a message that you're putting out and think that's inspirational, right? So let's still inspire. Let's still make efforts to do whatever it is we're trying to do well. Let's make time and energy and prepare ahead so that things that we are trying to accomplish actually happen, right? But the idea of being perfect and putting that look out is unrelatable. And I realized as a young person that I was putting so much pressure on myself to do whatever, what, you know, to be an overachiever, there were things I always wanted to do, you know, whether it was in school, it was like, I'm the kid that's going to do the extra credit assignment every time, even if my grade is already a hundred, because I've decided that I want to make 103. I know annoying, right? Ew. Who wants to be friends with that girl? <laughs> like, Take a break. Uh, but at the same time, I was playing softball. I was doing plays, you know, on stage and working scene tech stuff in the background. And, and I loved my life and I loved babysitting and I loved working at this retail job that I had. And I loved, you know, doing all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like that kind of pressure that I was putting on myself to do all those things and do them well, because that's how I wanted to show up caused more stress and anxiety in my life than enjoyment. And what I realized is that if I could organize my space around me, and if I could think about not taking on so much, if I could say no to things instead of always yes to things, because I was a people pleaser. And I wanted, if somebody asked me to do something, I wanted to be able to say, sure, I would of course I'll do that for you. No problem. And then try to do like 10 times more than they even asked me to do. I was overwhelmed all the time. I didn't sleep well. I felt like many times my world was sort of coming in, crushing me. I felt the physical weight from that mental pressure that I was putting on myself. And I realized I needed to organize my life in a way and like have realistic expectations in a way that made people actually want to be around me and not be like, this girl is cray. I do not want to have anything to do with her because she's a total head case. And I felt like a head case most of the time. So 
the thing that I really found was so beneficial for me was getting my space and my schedule on track where I didn't have so much stuff that would, even if it was cool stuff, would start to take on that title of clutter. I've said that a million times, you might have incredible things around you and on their own, they're great. And if you're using them even better, if you're not using them, and if there's just a mountain of stuff around you, even cool stuff, it starts to take on a mental clutter title, not just physical. So I feel like a lot of my release of that feel like I had to be perfect came from when I thought, I don't need to be perfect. I just need to put in some organization practices that are going to simplify my life so I'm not so stressed, so I can walk away from whatever job I'm trying to do and go have a happy hour with my girlfriends and relax and stop thinking about all those things that I still needed to do on my to-do list that I hadn't done yet. I needed to have things that I could go, I could drop so that I could go show up for my kids if they had a fun event at school or if there was an extracurricular activity that they were interested in getting going and I I wanted to show up and support them. I didn't need to be thinking about all the stuff that still needed to be done at home or in my business or for my clients. And I started finding that at a young age, I started finding that organization was like therapy for me, putting things away. I can even remember when I would, you know, hear my brothers being crazy playing downstairs as a kid. So I'm seven and 11 years older than my brothers. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like when my parents brought them home from the hospital, they were a gift to me. They were like my little, little boys, my little babies. I love them so much. And I, immediately took on this role that nobody gave me. Nobody said you need to be their parent, but I just loved them so much. And I wanted to be in their life. And I felt like, oh, I have life experience that I could teach them and show them, you know, natural born teacher, natural born mom. Right. And instead of putting that pressure on myself, I realized I could just be their sister. We have a better relationship now that we're older because I stopped trying to parent them and teach them my ways. I would actually wait for them to come to me when they saw that I was maybe being a good example of this, or maybe when I decided to be a better listener than talker and teacher and trying to show them this is what you need to do in life. They started coming to me more. I tell that to my children now. I say, listen, you only have one sibling. So I have a daughter and a son. And I tell my daughter all the time, like, you're so responsible. You're such a leader. I identify with that. I get it. And I was a big sister too, but you're going to have a better relationship with your little brother. If you chill a little bit and just you be fun and you let dad and I do the hard parenting work. Okay. You let us teach him what to do and you just be great example. So he wants to be like you. And then you guys can still have a very sweet relationship in a lot of ways, setting our home up in an organized way allows her to be her best self and be a good example. Let's say coming home from school, she has a schedule and a physical home around her that has been organized in a way that lends itself to her being a great example to little brother. Cause she's going to drop her snack and lunch off on the kitchen counter. And then she's going to walk upstairs with her backpack. She's going to get changed, showered after school, uh, get on her pajamas or cozy outfit for the rest of the day, get her homework done, eat her snack, have fun times with the family or go to do an extracurricular activity, you know, whatever. And then 
have dinner together, read some books, go to bed, right? We have all of that stuff planned out because organization, we've organized our schedule, we've organized our space. So it lends itself to that. And in a lot of ways that has become therapy for her because she is able to do, she has the tools in front of her. These things have been laid out for her. They've been tested. They are working well for her. It is like a well-oiled machine. When we come in from school, these are the things that we do. And then I still help little brother do those things so that he can see what she's doing. She can be a great example, but then I'm sort of helping him through it where I get to do the parenting, you know, have him go from place to place, shower to PJs, to getting homework done, to eating dinner, you know, all those things. But she just gets to have her space laid out for her and the schedule and the plan ahead laid out for her that it's almost taking that pressure of her having to be the perfectionist that is not only taking care of herself, but she's taking care of her little brother and she's helping him get to the next activity and all of that. And I'm not saying she can't be helpful for him still. And as she gets older, she's going to take on that babysitter title where she's certainly going to be helpful in that way and help with little brother, but it doesn't cause her to take on all of that stress and that anxiety and the pressure that I know was self-imposed on me as a kid. And I can see it already happening with her. She feels like she needs to step into that role for whatever reason. And we've been very clear with our kids that you guys just get to be fun siblings, right? You don't have to tell each other what to do. You can just be relaxed around each other and just be supportive and be sweet. And when one kid does something wrong, don't go telling mom and dad about it. You know, if it's something they're really actually concerned, that might be a problem or harm them or harm somebody else. They might whisper it in our ear and let us know about it, but gone are the days of tattletelling. I can't handle it. I'm like, let him get in trouble on his own. He doesn't need your help to be tattletelling. You know, is this by any chance? Is this resonating with you? Do you guys have kiddos that are these ages that are taking on these self-imposed responsibilities that you're like, what? Nobody asked you to do that. Nobody made you feel like you need to do that. You are not your brother's keeper, right? That is not something that you have to take on that role. I think in so many ways, if we have natural born leaders as kids, we do really need to watch what is in their space around them so that they feel like they have that control over their space and their schedules that they just innately need in order to thrive. I mean, structure is so great when it comes to that. Then we need to look at the kids who don't have that leadership background where they really just want to kind of watch other people's examples and coast and live a more relaxed life and not feel like they have to be perfect and turn out great, incredible things. They are just the kids that live in the moment. I think that is a beautiful thing. I think lots of kids are creative and they are more feeling and more sensitive when that is sort of their MO. And I think that as a parent, it's our job to look at what it is that is their strong suit, what it is that might be seen as a weakness too, and really make sure that we are surrounding them with the type of organization that works best for them so that it's like therapy. It's like loving. It's like a a welcoming environment for them to be the best humans they can be the way that works best for them in their style. And as a parent, ask yourself that, am I trying to take on 
too much responsibility? Am I trying to do so many things that our schedules are flooded with stuff, things that we have to go from this place to this place to this place. And now that more things are opening up and more opportunities are uh, available to us because we're not having to social distance as much and we're not having to quarantine. Are you taking on too much? I want you to remember in those early days when we were quarantining and a lot of people knew the value in taking stuff off their plate because they physically couldn't show up because of the restrictions. Then you've got your physical stuff around you. I think a lot of people decided we're going to do some serious purging of the stuff that has taken on this title of clutter in our home because we are needing to make physical room for all of the extra bodies that are home so many more hours of the day. And it's important that we get rid of some of this stuff. And I think that was therapeutic for a lot of people. I've done several episodes where I talked about how it's just like you're mentally relaxing when you get these different rooms in your house, spaces organized, so they're working best for you. And of course, as always, I'm going to show you how to do it in three simple steps, because who has time for more than that? We know you're filling up your calendar with things. We know that you've got a lot to do. And how can you make organization work so well for you in your home and in your schedule that it almost becomes therapy? Well, I'm going to tell you, I did an episode called Less is More. That's the first thing I'm going to say is have less. So less stuff in your space, less stuff on your calendar. You're not going to feel the pressure of having to do so much and having to have so much. And I think that's a very big way of allowing organization to be like therapy. You don't have as much to juggle. And I'm not saying that you can't say yes to some things. I know now that school is back in, I've already had meetings with my mom life crew because we're going to be doing that and the women's leadership and stuff like that with the church. And then I've also got school responsibilities where we're going to head up bake sale. Bake sale is something that I've run for a few years in the past where it's going to look totally different this year because there are so many things, you know, you think about homemade products, you know, it's just one of those things where we want to make sure everybody's feeling safe and comfortable. Are people going to come and buy homemade products that were made in people's kitchen? Uh, You know, are we going to be able to raise money for the school in a way that we have in the past based on what the new needs are and how we're going to roll that out, how we're going to keep adults up on the field and then the kids down below in the courtyard so that we just don't, you know, it's just not a free for all for a bunch of people, how we're still making sure that we're going to respect people's personal space and how some people are going to be wearing masks and things like that. And so it's one of those things where it's like, for me, while bake sale was always something that I had organized and I had that all figured out. It is now going to be something that I need to really work on making sure it fits this particular time of my life with bake sale. So is that something that now that you guys are back in school, back at work, and you're taking something else on, are you going to have to rethink something that maybe you did really well in the past? You know, even just as simple as we have to screen our kids, we have to take their temperature in the morning before they go to school. That wasn't something that we had to do three years ago, you know? And so it's like, are we making enough time in the morning to make sure we're properly checking those things off our list that we need to do. And so that way we're not stressed and we're not overwhelmed and we don't have all this anxiety about new changes and new things that are coming up in our world. And that allows us to relax a little bit more. It keeps us from feeling like we have to be perfect, you know, especially with all the COVID stuff. So much is us 
checking in with people that we're coming in contact with now and saying, is it okay if we hug or, you know, still making sure that you're respecting their personal space. If they don't want to get close and they don't want to physically touch, but they're excited to see you, then you just like have to throw your hands up in the air and be like, oh, you know, long distance hug. I love you. I miss you. Or still connecting virtually if they feel more comfortable in that way. So organizing your life in lots of different areas can really be something that lends itself to therapy because you have the tools. When you, when you see a therapist, they give you the tools that are going to allow you to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your style, the way it works best for you. You know, maybe you need to introduce some medication. Maybe you feel like that's something that you need to lean into in your world. And that wasn't something that you did before, because that's something that a therapist thinks could really help with whatever it is you're dealing with. Maybe it's something where you need to introduce them. I'm a big fan of neurofeedback. We've been doing that for a while. That's a type of therapy where when we didn't want to go a route with medication, we decided we were going to do something like that. And it's it sort of, is like a, a workout, a mental workout for your brain. And it helps sharpen your skills in certain areas that you're wanting to focus on. So whatever it is that you're wanting to bring into your life, I want you to step back and think, do we have the proper organization put in place so that this thing that I'm taking on is not going to cause me stress and anxiety and overwhelm and freak out now that perhaps it looks a little different now than it did before, whether that's on the home front, whether that's mentally, but just freeing up that clutter, having less, which allows you to open up to more more opportunities, more physical space, because you're getting rid of that clutter, uh, more mental clarity, because you're deciding you're going to take things on in a responsible way that works best for you. Even if that's something like, you know, we've talked about the never ending mail pile that's going to continue to come in. Well, that certainly didn't stop during COVID. We still even maybe more so we were inundated with more magazines, bills, paperwork that's coming in about anything, you know, I don't have to go down the list. You know, what's in your mail pile. How's your mail pile looking? Is it one of those things that you need to have less of it because you need to properly tackle it once and for all. And then you'll have more countertop space because you don't have that mail pile. That's, you know, spilling over causing you stress, frustration, anxiety every time you look at it because you think, oh, it's the last thing I want to do right now. I just do not want to deal with that never ending mail pile. I've talked about less is more. I've talked about shooting for getting 1% better. That's another thing. When you're talking about organizing and when you're talking about having that freedom, when you're talking about having that peace of mind, I want you to think about managing realistic expectations when it comes to your organization. It's managing realistic expectations may mean shooting for that 1% better instead of feeling like you have to organize everything all at once. It's not necessary. And honestly, that's not going to lend itself to good therapy practices. That's not going to feel like therapy because oh my goodness, it's, you know, that's, that just adds more to your plate to do if you're trying to do it all at once. And then finally, I would like to say, whenever you've, you've got the less is more mentality and you are doing that purge and getting rid of the stuff and you're managing your expectations, then I want you to really think about something that I feel is huge when we're talking about organization as therapy. And that is making sure that you are putting in 
the proper bins and containers and organizers to make your life work better. So putting in those actual bins, styling your space is going to be so helpful because now you have managed all of these expectations in a realistic way. You've purged that clutter, less is more. And now what you're left with is what you're going to put in place. And I will say that I really wanted to make sure we moved into our new home, that I organized my laundry room as a space that worked well for everybody, right? That, you know, the utility of it all, you've got the bins where everything's in its place. And so you've got obviously the things that you need to do your laundry. So you've got the detergent and you've got the little bouncy wool balls that you're going to put in. So your stuff's not staticky sticking to each other, you know? So we have like those basic things, but also in our laundry room, we keep our kids arts and crafts stuff. And we also keep some medication and we also keep some cleaning supplies. And those were things that we wanted to make sure were organized just at a basic level. But what I decided I was going to do and why I think it's so important to organize your space and put those containers in is because then you're able to create a space that's actually beautiful. When I step into my laundry room, I don't dread doing laundry as much and I really may not want to do it. I step in that room. I actually have the luxury of a door where I can close it because it's a room, but this may still be in your hallway. You can still achieve this. Is there a floating shelf that you could put up on the wall that's got a pretty little picture, a little plant, a little, I was going to say candle. You have to be careful if you're not walking away, you know, you don't want a lit candle to become a problem. So I actually have a a reed diffuser in there. So it smells nice when I walk in and there are memories there that I get to look at and I get to think back on these sweet, you know, little, little kid faces than the photo that I have of my kids in there. I have the sweet photo that was taken right after my husband and I, when we got married, we were, we had walked down the aisle and someone snapped a picture at the end of the aisle of us just embracing. And it was really sweet. And I just remember thinking that was an exciting time in our lives and to see that and know those are the people's laundry that I'm working on at the moment. That brings me joy. That brings me peace. And you know what that is? That's like using organization as therapy. So if you think about places in your life that you can inject your own little therapy that makes you feel like you can relax, you have peace, it's organized in a way that's working best for you or whomever is coming in contact with these things. And you have those things organized in a way that keeps that anxiety, that stress, that overwhelm at bay, because that's not serving anyone. So instead of dreading having to get organized, Maybe something is bothering you. An area is bothering you flipping the switch, having a mindset shift where you think, you know what? I think I'm going to actually look at this fondly. I'm going to get organized because I want this to be a source of therapy for me. I want this to fill me up. I want this to be a space where I feel freedom from stress and anxiety and overwhelm and frustration. And I feel like I have tools to move on about my day. You know, sometimes your space, I actually, I just remembered an episode I did a while back. I think it was maybe episode 10 with Amy Pendergraft, who is a dear friend of mine. And we talked about reclaiming your space. And so often when these awesome little kids that we bring into this world and we let them live at our house and eat our food and put them through school, sometimes they have their stuff that lingers in places that you would like to have be your therapy spot. You would like to reclaim your space. 
because that is space that you need to go and think, or that you need to go and sit and just take in the beauty around you. If that's a sweet little special room that you have styled to work best for you and to look nice, that is like therapy, right? And it's a lot cheaper than going out and trying to seek that in other places. If you have something right there in your home where you're living at, you can just sort of mentally check out and go to the happy place uh, because your space is organized in a way that's working best for you. So I just want to challenge you today to remember that less is more. When you have less, you have more space. You have more opportunities to do things that bring you joy instead of stressing about all the stuff that you got to keep up with. Uh, I would like for you to think about having realistic expectations where you maybe are just shooting for 1% better in whatever area that you're trying to tackle. And then I really want you to make sure that you are organizing your space, putting in the proper organization bins to then pull those things together and really make sure that they're serving you in the best way possible, because that is what is going to have organization become therapy for you. It certainly has for me and I just, I don't know a life where that is not the case anymore. I have made organization a lifestyle for me and it's helped so much. And I know that after meeting with families repeatedly, because I'll do some space in their room or in their home, I'll do a a space that they want me to organize. And then they're calling me back before I even you know, leave their neighborhood and they're saying, okay, this was great. And now can you please come back and do this, this, in this space? And it's because people feel like they can breathe. They feel like they can enjoy that space more. And the clutter was cleared and the proper organization bins were put in place. And we managed those expectations and really made sure that the things that was important to them, those things became what led the charge and the transformation in that space. So think about rooms in your home. Think about how they might be lending itself to mental clutter and stress and frustration. And how can you get that working better for you? Maybe you need to ask for help. Maybe that's something that is very important right now because you just don't really see a light at the end of the tunnel and uh, you do need therapy. Sometimes that comes in the form of having friends and accountability partners or even professionals come into your space and help you work through that on your own. So if you are getting organized right now, I'm going to say happy organizing and I'm saying some prayers for you and you can do it. Just stick to those three things that hopefully will be helpful for you. And I look forward to talking with the amazing Matt Skinner next week and talking about mental health and starting some of those hard conversations and also how he has done some amazing work for the community, his family, the world in just taking some really tough situations and turning them into something beautiful where he can help other people. So definitely stay tuned for that. I know you're going to love it. Uh, While it's a heavy subject, don't let that turn you off because he is light and bright and hilarious and funny and an avid, awesome bow tie wearer and bike rider and runner. So you've got to check that episode out. It's going to be so good. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. 
If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.